Midas, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the Helming Power Hour. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hail Ming Power Hour. It has been way too long, and we appreciate your patience there. I, <laughs> I of course, am one of the three amigos, Mark Allison. And joining me, as always, are my good buddies, Mr. Ricky Morgan. Hey, hey, hey! Man, it seems like forever since we've done an actual show. I mean... You know, we did the commentary thing, but that don't really count. Yeah. <laughs> this Hail Ming, y'all. This Hail Ming. It's the real Hail Ming. And it wouldn't be Hail Ming without our other wonderful co-host, the OG Danny Bennett. That's right. And it's been a while since I've been called wonderful because, you know, I just haven't been. Yeah, you know? I'm back to it now, though. <laughs> wonderful all around. That's why we've been gone so long. We had to wait for that wonderful status to just kind of build up in us. And we're ready now. <laughs> That's right. You, you can't rush perfection. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, we haven't rushed into perfection yet, so don't expect perfection. That's true. <laughs> don't expect it just yet. Uh, so, yeah, man, it, it's been a while. Uh, you know, we've all kind of got some other little projects going on, but it's always fun to come back to home base, come back to War Rock and Ajax. And uh, I, I tell you guys, I've just I have missed this big time. And I know there's a lot of listeners out there that just kept bugging me and bugging me about when's Hail Ming coming back? I sure would like to Hail Ming. Shut up, and listen to Rick Radio. You know, but uh, nah, hey, you were like you were like Bruce Campbell when that guy was. When's there going to be another Evil Dead movie? He's like, listen, listen, pal. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what a treat because. We're going to jump into this, and we're going to go back and, and cover a movie that uh, we were all kind of gung-ho about going back and watching till we watched it. <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> this movie brings back fond memories because even the reason this show even exists is because the three of us worked together, the three amigos, and during lunch breaks, uh, the company that we worked at would carry these lower tier movies if you know what i mean and uh let's just say trimark <laughs> and uh, and we would go to my place which was maybe a mile down the road and every day at lunch we would watch a crappy movie and this is one of those crappy movies and, and we are talking about the 1998 special effects ridden <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> King Cobra. King. That's right. Cobra. <laughs> I mean, With, you know, the star power of, of, of Hoyt Axton and yeah. and Pat Morita and uh, Eric Estrada and the King Cobra. <laughs> King Cobra, which was built by the Chiodo brothers, which are the guys that did uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So, uh, you know, we'll talk about the snake as we go along. <laughs> But, yeah, that uh, answers a couple of questions about that snake, actually. <laughs> you kept wondering when that snake was going to, like, grab some people and wrap them up in some cotton candy. Yeah, or, or use some <laughs> balloon animals on somebody. Yeah, I, I was right. kind of wondering. <laughs> so before we get into all that, uh, I, I, I don't know. What do you guys want to do? do should, we, should we mention our sponsors first? I think we should mention some sponsors. I mean, we still got to pay for the time machine there. Uh, that's right. That's right. Which, which I'm a little worried about. Because I know this has got a lot of dust built up on it, and, you know, I I, I don't know if it's going to operate like it should, but we will find out. Uh, but what do we got sponsor-wise, guys? I mean, d- does it have to be clean to work? Well, a little bit of Febreze goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> as long as it smells okay, I'm all right with it. Has anyone fed yeah. the time chicken? <laughs> oh. I'm Is sure it's okay. Here? I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Actually, I, I just opened the chamber to check, and it's just full of bones, y'all. Uh, That's what I was afraid of. We could work with it. Well, we could work with it. <laughs> I don't. Dang you, Colonel Sanders! <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> So the first sponsor that I've got is, if you're into home repairs, this is kind of a big one for us. It's it's the big company, but uh, today we have got uh, Jamie's Huge Knockers for the visually impaired. Make your entry door safe with Jamie's huge knockers. Nice. I have missed I, this. <laughs> I, I know that when I'm looking for a, a sponsor, you don't get much better than Jamie's huge knockers, <laughs> that's, that's for sure. <laughs> well, uh, I've got one here where uh, if you want to start your day off with a delicious treat, then you should try fig pluckers. Start your day with a wonderful morning energy healthy treat with that everybody in the company can get hands on with. Remember, I'm not a fig plucker or fig plucker son, but I'll pluck my figs till the fig plucker comes. <laughs> well said. And you know, I think any of us could have said it just as well. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> I just want to say, have you ever had a party in a can? And I'm not talking about the last time that you got together with your friends in a bathroom. I'm talking about have a party in a can. Well, if you want to have a party in a can, just remember to drink the official drink of the Hailming Power Hour, Juki. Because when you have a can of Juki, it's a party in a can. I love Juki. Wow. It's like there's a party in my mouth and everyone's throwing up. That's a chain reaction you don't want to see. All right, folks, I think we're going to do right now. We're going to take a little short break, and we'll be right back after this. Watcha! The Helming Power Hour is brought to you by Richard's Movers. When your friends won't help you get to your new apartment, now there's a dick move. And loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hail Ming! Uh, before we go any further, we we got to cover it. It's just been a while, so we're gonna jump right into uh, what did you watch? Here we go. 
Well, you know, I I took this week to watch uh, something that I've been wanting to revisit. Um, you know, Jaws 3D. All right. And uh, yeah, it was the it was the story of everybody's favorite uh, James Bond villain and uh, his attempt to go straight. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> All the scenes of his teeth that you could see like just coming at you. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh. Oh. What about you, Mark? What did you uh, watch? actually? I actually watched the new action movie that's out there, and I actually have a, a preview for it here. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, and roll that uh, what-did-you-watch movie preview. <laughs> All right, here we go. He was an ex-Special Forces FBI CIA cop and good at his job. Cliché! Get into my office, now! He was a hotshot lone wolf maverick that played by his own rules. Cliché! What do you want, Chief? You know I always work alone. Not this time, you got a new partner. Cliché! But then, they killed the wrong man. Only two weeks to retirement. Cliché! Now, this one-man army is out for revenge. Cliché! They spared no expense He's on this gearing up, loading up his weapons, and shaving off his beard. Cliché? He'll shoot at everybody in an open field and avoid getting hit himself. <laughs> Cliché! He'll fight on a moving vehicle. He'll patch his own wound. Cliché? And when he finds the man he's looking for, he'll fling a lit cigarette into gasoline and slowly walk away from an explosion. Arnold Stalvin Statham is cliche. You've never seen anything like this before. Cliche. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh no! Wait, it was Face Off. I saw Face Off. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) 
looks like Mark's been the only person working on anything for the past year and a half. And that's what he came up with. <laughs> well, you gotta love that Arnold Stelvin statement, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't think mine's gonna be nearly as, as awesome as that, but I kind of stuck with the, uh, being that we were going to watch King Cobra, I found another movie that when I pulled this one up and was watching King Cobra, it said, if you like that piece of crap, you'll like this one. <laughs> it's called, uh, That's a Cracky Crock. <laughs> and this, and the synopsis says, uh, from the makers of Cannonball Run, and it stars Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, and Jack Elam. That's right. The Cannonball Racing Team ends up down under and end up fighting against a crocodile that has been genetically spliced with a kangaroo, filled with blood <laughs> and scares for all, and an unusual hippo death. <laughs> the only movie with a croc that could jump 40 feet. and says it was directed by Emo Phillips. <laughs> Man, I, and Emo Phillips movies, they just don't get the credit they deserve. I Man, think the Asylum's get, got its new project now. <laughs> if we could only get Jaws in here fighting against the croc. Man, how awesome would that have been? Didn't Jaws play the mayor in that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was uh, that was Happy Gilmore. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll see I you get those confused. In the parking in the lot. Parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, awesome, man. That that wraps it up for... Did y'all watch anything else, or was that it? I think that was it. Who has, who has time, you know? I think that was enough. <laughs> that was What Did You Watch? What did you watch? Did you watch? That sounds like me now, anyways. <laughs> All right, are you guys ready to try this time machine, man? I mean, it's been so long. I'm a little weary. It's fine. Look at it. It's still just hanging in just there. Just look at it. <laughs> just look at it. You can give me just like 10 seconds here. In nomine patriot, Felix Okay, I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to go all the way back. I don't know if it's a good idea, but all the way back to 1998. Nine. Not not 1997 when Anaconda came out, but the year after. You know, usually when these movies come out, they try to beat everybody to the punch. Oh, there's a big snake movie coming out? I mean, Corman have been all over that, right? But no, we're going to wait a year later and go, yeah, I think we can outdo that one. <laughs> So here we go. We're going back to 1998. Strap on your stuff. Ah. Oh, there goes the door. We don't need doors. I think we might need doors. Just keep those bones moving. Keep those bones moving. Hey, actually, it's right pretty smooth. Yep, just like I remembered it. 1998. Still, I can't feel sucks. my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Got my Adidas on. We're ready to go. All right. It's okay. I couldn't feel my legs before, so <laughs> that's okay. I could feel your legs. Hey, 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 okay. hey! <laughs> Not on this show. <laughs> what happens in the backseat stays in the, the backseat. <laughs> Uh, you can't handle the loot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so here we are. We're in 1998. We're going to talk about this incredible Trimark film, King Cobra. In order to do so, I couldn't think of anybody better <laughs> to tell us the synopsis of this movie than Motley Crue's very own Vince Neil. Let her rip, Vince! Head stuck out of the time machine when we were when we were flying. He told me it was his favorite movie. I thought he would actually talk about it. I thought he summed it up pretty well myself. I thought he got possessed by Bob Dylan. <laughs> he got possessed by Eric Estrada. Oh man, classic. So yeah, that's all you. I don't even know why we need to talk about this movie. I think Vince Neil pretty much summed it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's our show, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> we got to keep doing the show because we have some warnings that we have to issue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> Let's get started. What, what's uh, Mark? Give me your number one reason to watch. The incredible Ooh. King Cobra. <laughs> Mark is on the spot. <laughs> nice. I'm going to say because it was a labor of love. The, the okay. people that went into this really knew what they wanted to do. Uh, and when I say the people, I mean directors David Hillenbrand and Scott Hillenbrand. Writers David Hillenbrand and Scott Hillenbrand. <laughs> Star Scott Hillenbrand. <laughs> <laughs> These people wanted to make a movie about a giant snake attacking the town, and they did not feel the need to get bogged down with things like details. <laughs> In fact, uh, uh, you, no, we'll save that for top five lines. <laughs> I, I spoiled that one. Yet. That's all right. <laughs> but, yeah, they just they wanted to make their movie and they just wanted to get to the good parts, which unfortunately they had about 90 minutes to fill. There, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean it it's uh it's interesting to watch this again because you're like uh pacing, pacing, <laughs> pacing, but you can really tell just like you named the directors and the writers and all that. This movie, and it's funny that we keep saying jaws, but this movie is Jaws, but at Oktoberfest in California. Because they're even talking about, uh, well, we can shut down the Brewfest. 
<laughs> well, we can't shut it down. We got visitors from all over. There will be beer that's made that nobody's ever seen before. <laughs> but they're afraid to shut yeah, it down. But did anybody this, else? This could be oh, our big shot as a, as a town to get our beer on the <laughs> on the world platform. Did anybody find it ironic that the name of the town that they have this brewery fest at is called Fillmore? <laughs> yeah. You know, I kind of got the feeling that when they wrote the script, that they were going to pitch it to some of the big names of beer companies and just fill in the uh, the sponsors later, but couldn't get anybody to back the movie. <laughs> so it's like, so we're going to write it and uh, we'll just write Fillmore later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. All right. My, my number one reason is because in the opening of this movie, you get to see the children of the corn's very own Malachi shooting up. <laughs> that's my number one reason to watch this movie. <laughs> he was he was definitely a reason for me too because you know you could tell he was doing everything he could to chew up the scenery at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> yeah, he He's like. I mean, they gave him the the perfect. You know, they're like, okay, you're you're on this aggression formula, and and you're you know, because because he's testing the. Uh, first of all, this this lab is making a formula to try and bolster aggression, because that that's so useful. <laughs> is that what they were doing? And, and so, yeah, he's, he's in the back. He's in the back room, and, and I get and, and the second time I watched the beginning of this, I figured it out. There's the spider on the wall, and he's trying to keep himself from killing it. While he's on the aggression formula, and he holds out for like twenty-two seconds, and then he smacks it. Okay. <laughs> you know, while he's like screaming or whatever, like ah, wow. I got this stopwatch, and so like they actually did a pretty good job of, of a, you know kind of, of kind of unlo- unloading this whole story of this one guy's running the lab and he's he's taking forever to get to this formula and these people are getting they're, they're trying to talk to him they're like hey you know why don't we go a little faster and he just ignores them <laughs> so they've decided they're going to lock him out and then they're going to hyper you know they're going to add all this new serotonin to the to the thing and then like of course it bubbles over the thing and everything explodes <laughs> which of course is going to happen right and in the process like, you loosen <laughs> a 40 foot long king cobra that's been crossed with a rattlesnake you know that happens. Yes. Yeah, I because it is the most aggressive snake ever conceived of. Yeah, I get the feeling that the creators of Batman v Superman watched this movie and said, "You know, that kid makes me think Jesse Eisenberg would make a great Lex Luthor." <laughs> uh, what you got, Daddy? Uh, all right. So my first reason is, you know, I. I agree with you about the red-headed kid from the Burbs and Children of the Corn. But also, right after that, my first reason is right after the lab sequence, we get we get thrown right into a, a, a John Fogarty video. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, got the, you got the camera going along the, the woody trail, you know? You got the song in the background. You I mean, it's it's <laughs> but that's the first thing I thought. I was like, "This is like that John Fogerty video." <laughs> except, except ostensibly, you're 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 following the path of a giant venomous snake. <laughs> uh, however, you know, like, you know, they, they they to Mark's point, you know, they had a vision for this, and I think it was to make sure they followed the game plan for every 
every jump scare and misdirect they possibly could along the way. And the first one is at the end of this John Fogarty video. You know, it's ah, it's like, oh, it's just the, the little girl's brother. Ha ha. Rubber snake. And it's not the first rubber snake or the last one you're going to see. Right. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Mark. What you got, man? What's next? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give a real reason. <laughs> the snake. <laughs> The snake is actually very well designed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a this is a good looking monster here. Uh, why crossing a rattlesnake and a king cobra would create a thirty foot long snake? I have no lo- no idea. But <laughs> if it's going to, <laughs> they put a lot of work into this snake, and it, I gotta say, it looks really good. And you know, they they kind of did a good job of never really indicating how big the thing was. Right. Yeah, you know, you got an idea of how big it was when it was head to head with some people, but they never really showed the body in a way where you could ascertain how big the whole thing would be if you saw it all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, to me, I mean, again, that's basically the star of the movie, and it's still not a bad looking snake. I, I actually like this snake. Now, yeah. the whole point of it being a king cobra with just a rattlesnake tail on it is kind of bogus. I wish it had more DNA. You know, changing instead of just adding a rattler on the end of its tail. But hey, you know, what can I say? But yeah, again, I think the Chodo brothers created a pretty awesome looking snake here. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Chodo brothers. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> All right, my next, uh, my next reason for watching this movie. Ironically, it has to do with the snake, too, but it's when that police officer finds John Holmes prophylactic out there in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and they bring it in the house uh, and roll it out. <laughs> Look how long that sucker is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's that sequence where that deputy says, I'm trying to figure that out. Like four times in a row, man. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out. I keep spitting in this cup. I'm trying to figure that out. I have seen uh, dog jump scares and cat jump scares, but never a shed snake skin jump scare before. So, it so just kudos leaked to on them. him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's almost right. like the snake was in the woods, had it all balled up. It's like, I'm going to hit him right in the face. With this. <laughs> I'm just, just going to throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what, guys? I'm, I'm looking at my notes here, and I have a surprising number of reasons to watch this movie. <laughs> I don't want it. Okay, so I don't want anybody to get the idea that they should watch this movie, though. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the, yeah, there's... Even watching the moments that we're talking about, and they're not going to be good moments for you. <laughs> Speaking of which, Danny, what's your next reason? All right, my next reason, caveat given, is is the the hunting montage. <laughs> <laughs> you got these three goobers out the woods, right? And you know, the, 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 they put together this hunting montage where it's like you know, boots stomping in in, in a mud hole, and and a guy going shh. 
you know, like his his mouth's real close to the camera, and then like guns cocking and like running through the woods. It's over there. Go this way, southeast. Do this, and and you know, of, of course, you're supposed to believe. Oh, they're already on the hunt for this giant monster, and you know, the big reveal at the end is I caught this this rabbit, and then one of them's like, yeah, he won't hop again. And, but you know, honestly, as it's bad, okay, but it's funny. It's really fun to watch. And it's it's cut really close together, and you could tell somebody like was like, okay, I'm gonna get a close up shot of you cocking the gun, cocking the gun. Okay, now you're gonna drop it. Like, but um, I wouldn't say it's good, but it's definitely funny. <laughs> there's good, and there's Hillebrand good, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's not quite Sam Raimi, but. <laughs> what you got, Mark? Well, I think the most important factor of this movie that we have to talk about that just we haven't gotten to yet i don't know why is the upside down chair in the basement (laughs) 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 when the main character's father goes home and and you know the snake has already broken into his house because you know b and e that's what snakes do Uh, (laughs) he he goes into the basement and while they're they're building the tension, if you can call it that, I notice behind him, hanging from the ceiling, there is a chair, upside down, not not sitting on anything. It's just hanging from the ceiling. And no matter what else happened in that scene, I just could not take my eyes off this chair that's hanging from the ceiling for some well, reason. The reason I didn't pay that much attention to it because he goes to change a light bulb, and when he turns it on, it didn't change the light in the room at all. Exactly. <laughs> he spends all that time walking around. And he can see perfectly fine to replace a light bulb to turn it on. It didn't didn't change the light lumens in there at all. Wait, hold on a second. So, so like we're talking about King Cobra here. <laughs> We're talking about King Cobra with, 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 uh, with, with all the things we're about to talk about and all the things we just mentioned. And, and you guys are focused on an upside down chair and the fact that a dude turns on a light and it doesn't change the light. Yes. There's so much more to unpack. I can, there's so much more. I can buy the fact that there's a 30 foot snake, cobra, rattlesnake walking around the woods more than I can somebody took the time to hang a chair from the ceiling <laughs> you want more nitpicky stuff here's my next one we got the poor man Scott Bakula sitting over here drinking a clearly Canadian <laughs> I thought Scott Bakula was the poor man Scott Bakula <laughs> exactly oh man I like I said, there's uh, there's good, then there's Hillebrand good. <laughs> you know, these guys actually made one of my other favorite really bad horror movies called Pinata Survivor Island. <laughs> it's about a pinata that breaks people open with a stick. So <laughs> this is the mindset that we're working with right now. <laughs> Man, they must have thought they had a home run with this one then. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what you got? I'm up again. Wow. Um, you got the most reasons. Yeah, you don't like our answers, I, so. I do have a lot of reasons, and yeah, I don't like your answers. What the hell's wrong with y'all? Okay, this this is done not once, but twice. The the, the snake dream jump scare. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm having a dream, I'm having a dream. Wow, there's a big snake. No, 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 it's not really there, it was just a dream. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm going to point out the first snake dream jump scare, though, because <laughs> it was the deputy chick who's, who's, uh, whose boyfriend, you know, there's your subplot. The boyfriend's going to leave town because you can't do real doctoring in a small town. He's going to go to the big city to, to be a specialist. There's a whole, like, little, little uh, speech about that that's, yeah. that's followed by some really uncomfortable, like, necking. Um, <laughs> That he breaks away from, like like the chick. I mean, I just gotta say, like like watch this. Like if you're watching this movie, check out this necking scene between the two of them because she's totally dominating this dude. And then like he he breaks away from her and he's like, I can't. And it's like, dude, this. I mean, like gender roles be what they are. I think these brothers really broke it down. But I'm just gonna say that this this giant king cobra shows up in her dream before it's ever been established to even exist exactly she knew exactly like, what it's gonna look like before we had any evidence whatsoever that it even existed well well played deputy clairvoyant i think that was her name clairvoyant that, the whole thing was a setup just for that joke to be honest all right that's my next reason. But really, I mean, you've got the 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 other deputy that has to stop use the bathroom. His name was Fuller, so. <laughs> and he's from Fillmore. I mean, I think we get we. I think they write it down. Like, what's dude's name? I don't know. He lives in Fillmore. He's Fuller. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mark, that brings you up, man. What you got? Well, I think uh, I'm going to have to go with Pat Morita. Wait a minute, uh, he's in this movie? I, in fact, uh, in fact, I got the uh, the audio of them meeting him. He's the snake expert. Um, it's the one mark meeting the snake expert. Go ahead and play that clip so we can hear. Hey, will you train me, Mr. Miyagi? First of all, I'm Pat effing Marita, you nutsack. <laughs> that was it, right? That was from the movie? <laughs> No? Okay. Yeah. My mistake. That was my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he... Seriously. <laughs> 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 it perfect if it was in there, though. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Pat Morita plays the uh, the snake expert in this, who uh, uh, turns out, to, even though he's in his later years, he's the big action star at this point here, because he's the one who knows all about the snakes, and gets into the head-to-head fight with the snake at the end, which is just beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I actually do have a real clip here of uh, Pat Morita explaining uh, what kind of thing they're dealing with. Uh, Morita explains snakes. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Well, it's pretty clear that he's marked out his territory. That's a pretty large area, my friend. This pretty large snake. Dr. Burns, how did you manage to cross an African king cobra with an eastern diamondback rattlesnake? Gene splicing. Gene splicing. Interesting. Why would anyone want to combine two of the most deadly species of poisonous snakes? wanted the most aggressive animals possible for testing. Apparently they didn't see Deep Blue Sea. In order to overcome <laughs> a deadly opponent, you have to learn to think like Did anybody else notice the alien music in the background throughout the movie? Right. Consider. I know it isn't, but it really... Snakes kill in one year more people than sharks kill in 100 years. 
See, they brought up Deep Blue Sea. They are responsible <laughs> for more deaths than all the other dangerous animals in the world combined. Now that is a power you have to learn to respect just a little bit. And John Fogarty. Let's consider... <laughs> oh, you'll fight his King Cobra. <laughs> hey, you're riding on my mat. Oh, never mind. <laughs> a tablespoon, even dried, can kill 165 people or 165,000 mice. Oh, and then there is Vibora which is a good thing, right? <laughs> Spanish or <clears throat> rattlesnake. Rattlesnakes can strike at 10 feet per second. It has the most highly developed fangs of all the venomous snakes. Now, my whole point is... <laughs> Get on with it, Pat! <laughs> nature was good enough. And thanks to science, we now have here... A specimen with all these beautiful traits. <laughs> Did he just say specimen? <laughs> yes, yes. A specimen. A specimen. <laughs> Uh, he also called the deputy Foulaire, says if he was French. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, so, yeah, they tried to give it credibility here. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of gives it that feel of those 1950s monster movies where you mm-hmm. had the, the expert come in and explain everything. And then, you yeah. know, that's just going to lead to some big radioactive fight there. <laughs> Thanks to you meddling around with science, now we got a monster. <laughs> All right, let's see here. I'm going to stick with uh, with with Danny on this one. I've I've got the the '90s music montage of beer making, which is just thrown in for really. Let's let's just face it. There's no reason for this. <laughs> it's just filler <laughs> or fuller, however you want or fillet. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to show him throwing some hops in here, steering it up. Yeah, that's great. It's like they knew a lot more about beer than they knew about snakes, but they still wanted to make a snake movie. Well, again, it's that Jaws thing, because, well, we can't show people swimming in the ocean. Like, this is what people are doing for fun, so we'll just show them making some beer. They should have shown them swimming in the beer, and then the snake pops out of it. Ah, that's where they went wrong. They did the uh, beer thing in Strange Brew. But, oh! Um, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Also, you know, like they did the great montage of the of the of the beer making, and then they had a big montage of the uh, of the beer festival. Yeah. Where they're like, "Hey, we got live bands, and everybody's drinking and having a good time here at the beer festival." <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, they had to, like you said, they had to find a way to make this into an event that was worth not canceling. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure they right, did. Right. I was about to say, with the band, you're kind of like, yeah, let's just go ahead and pull the plug on this thing, man. Because you saw yeah, those no three doubt. guys running out of there, like, let's get out of here. And, and that deputy's like, oh, ho, oh, oh, <laughs> nothing out here. You go back inside. We should be getting close That's... to the end of the list, I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to say that the hunters come back, and and here's a reason to watch the movie or, or something not to miss. The hunters come back when they find out there's a giant snake that they have to go hunt. And, you know, of course, they're all bravado and steely eyes where they're like, we're going out to get this thing. It's a dead snake. And one of the guys is doing... <laughs> 
he's doing bicep curls <laughs> with a shotgun. Yeah, they're like getting all warred up, and they're getting the guns off the rack, and one dude's doing bicep yeah. curls with the shotgun. <laughs> and it's so funny. They're all supposed to be like experienced hunters, but they act like kids playing with toy guns that they've never touched before. <laughs> yeah, and when dude's out there looking for the snake, he looks like Elmer Fudd. He's got the Elmer Fudd hat on. He's like sneaking around. It's like, oh, man, come on. And so, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say that, and then I'm also going to throw in there, because the, this is a twofer, and I do have a few too many reasons to watch this. Um, I'm going to say, you know, it's worth it to say, to see vote for Pedro taking his pants down around his ankles and chasing after his girlfriend in the woods. <laughs> Hiding strip, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, it was it was another one of those. Oh, it's a festival; everybody's getting crazy. But we also have to throw in the obligatory, um, you know, young couple makeout scene. So let's introduce a Hispanic couple that hasn't been in anything in the movie and isn't going to be here afterward, and have them, you know, just uh, hide and go get in the middle of the woods here. And yeah. she's taking her her pleather skirt off, and he's got his pants down around his ankles. And they, they're ignoring the uh, rattlesnake. Noise real close to him. <laughs> oh, that's just Until that's just me, die. baby. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, we could go in the woods and make out or something. Maybe get eaten by a giant snake. <laughs> I, I got eaten of- by a giant snake with my nunchucks. <laughs> I swear, I look- this guy looks just like Pedro. <laughs> he really did. He really. I mean, of course, it was several years before, but you know. I love the fact that you know he starts counting and then to chase her, he just pulls his pants down around his feet and he chases after him with his pants around his feet i'm like there's yeah. a better way to do this man <laughs> wait till you get there then take them down <laughs> i'm not sure what the rules of this game were and i gotta yeah. say at the, the end of that scene they die in a very looney tunes kind of way <laughs> both their heads come on either side of the tree <laughs> exactly man yeah <laughs> You expect somebody to go, what a maroon. <laughs> so yeah, you got so I got I got bicep curls with a shotgun and I got the uh the, the Hispanic love tryst. <laughs> and that that's that those are my reasons right now. Right. Well, Mark, what you got? Okay, I'm gonna have to say the great Eric Estrada. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this uh I'm just gonna let it speak for itself here. Let's Let's go ahead and listen to Eric. <laughs> okay. This year's hops has a real unique aroma, flavor, and character, making the new film Olaga. Jerky, jerky, jerky. But Jürgen, you're so cute, as if I really care what hops is. For me, hops. Oh, a bunny rabbit hops. This is not about beer. This is about, I know it sounds funny, it's about image, coolness. Prestige. Yeah, if you're not drinking Fillmore Lager, you're out. Passe, like roller skates, regular players, and we don't need ice. You know what I mean? No. What I know about is that this year's rule is the best it's ever been. And everyone's going to know that. <laughs> Whatever. This is how it works. You start with a good product, which you have. Yeah, we use only the finest mold, rice, yeast. Exactly. You're the brewmeister. <laughs> then you need a consistent message. Like, Fillmore Up, the big time small town taste, which we will kick off at this year's festival. Jer- You're the. Thank you. We got the bands, we got the babes, we got the boys. 
We got nationwide coverage. All you have to worry about is keeping the beer flowing, okay? It's going to be huge. <laughs> now, I, so, so I have a theory that, that they had uh, they had a cameo spot open. <laughs> And they managed to get Eric Estrada, but it was written for somebody else. <laughs> and he was like, I don't care. I'm just going to play this way because it'll be fun. <laughs> you know, I, I, I actually have a theory of what happened here as well. It's actually explained at the beginning of the movie. Uh, I have another clip here called What Happened to Eric. Go ahead and play that real quick. Okay, 15 more milligrams of ethanol stradial. See? <laughs> <laughs> they drugged him. That's what happened. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, uh, you know, he, he comes walking out. He's wearing basically a, a Spanish bull riding shirt <laughs> and carrying a pooch. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, think, know that, I know that clip was a little bit long, but I need to point out that is his entire appearance in it. the movie. Yeah. yeah. He does not come back at all. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get killed off. He doesn't run from the snake. It's just, uh, you know, Which I'm I helping you put point on your out, show. I also got to point out, you so, have a movie where a lot of it revolves around a sheriff's office, and you have Eric Estrada. You th- you think at some point <laughs> you might have just had him come out in the uniform and say, "I'm going on patrol." <laughs> so I've, I've got a, I've got a better one. I think they should have ended that whole sequence with Eric Estrada looking straight at the camera and saying, "Well, tell me about your beer. Do you think it would be good with?" Chips. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? That deserves this. That deserves. <laughs> oh, oh man! I don't know what it deserves. None of us deserve that. <laughs> All right, I've just got to point this out because <laughs> one of the things that just made me stop the movie and just pause it, and just gather my thoughts for a second, was the fact that. <laughs> When they're all hiding from the snake, hoping it goes in the tube, chasing the, the, the goat, they're all wearing goggles. Even the guy with the one eye. And I'm going, it is a little late. <laughs> I thought that too. Well, he's got more danger of getting venom in there than the rest of them. <laughs> I guess. But I was just like, <laughs> you know. Okay. <laughs> It would have been great if they had him like half a goggle to put on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or just held up like a magnifying glass or something, you know. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Whose turn is it? You got it. It's if yours. You, if you, it's yours, Rick. Uh, well, that was mine, but uh, I really okay. only got two more things, which all kind of tie into the same thing. I know we're, we're all heading towards the ending here, which what can you say <laughs> yeah. about the ending of this movie, the showdown? Uh, wow. <laughs> Did anyone notice that when Pat Morita actually squares off with this snake, that he holds up that aluminum bar, and a snake that has two fangs bites through it? <laughs> Just saying. I noticed. <laughs> Just saying. That's, they make a point to show it to you real, real slow. That's an you know, accurate like... bite. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's how dangerous the snake is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know. Well, so you know. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. My, yours is better than mine. 
Okay, so I was going to say, and, and we can go, we're going to talk about this showdown for a minute. But uh, So before we get to that showdown, I've got one last thing to say. And that is, one reason to watch this movie is the King Cobra's eyes. Whenever he like looks at somebody or like... <laughs> You know, gets into a situation. He's they've got the animatronics so that his eyes can narrow, right. like like he gets really mad at him, and it makes him look like you know he goes from kind of just just well you know I'm just snaking around <laughs> to like you know like now he's angry snake. <laughs> they like they like they like they, they twist his eyes into a narrowing eye thing, and it's cool, but it's totally ridiculous. Is it? Just, it is so. Is stupid. it as ridiculous when they just redo the scene from Cujo <laughs> where they're in the car? And the snake attacks him in the car. And he literally bites the tires to make them go flat so they can't leave. <laughs> they, I mean, they kind of lean the camera so it looks like the car's kind of how, how does a snake know that, hey, this thing rolls? <laughs> well, as we said before, there's good, and then there's Hillenbrand. <laughs> Man. Yeah, and, and, and in that scene, you know, the the, uh, <laughs> the uh, deputy Fuller says, where the hell is it? And what does the other deputy say? <laughs> he says, I'm trying to figure <laughs> that out. To figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my spittoon? <laughs> I think whatever that dude you know, like couldn't remember his line, that's just the line that he said. That's the go-to. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and my notes on that one is, Deputy Fuller deserved better. <laughs> that, that guy just was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he, and he did not deserve anybody else who got killed by the snake. Yeah. I don't care, but Deputy Fuller deserves better. Mark, what else you got, man? Nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I've, I oh. think we're building up to the uh, the climax here. That's right. What I got there. Right. <laughs> I mean, are we talking about one particular time at the showdown? Because no. I think there's, there's one thing in the showdown that definitely deserves, like, honorable mention. Are yeah. we talking about the hallucination? I'm talking about the, the drop, drop kick, kick man. <laughs> the drop kick is amazing. Fake Scott Bakula just runs and just does a Coco Beware on his thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a highlight reel right there, man. That Joker. We should have put that in the Hell Ming trailer when we were saying things you need to watch. I I think that's what made us all really want to do this movie here. It's just that one scene of him (laughs) dropkicking a snake in the face. And I totally even forgot about it. But when she yells at him, you're like, he's going to run at that snake, ain't he? He's going to dropkick that snake. And sure enough, man, both feet in the air. So, pow! <laughs> both feet in the air, man. Like Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Exactly. <laughs> it's fantastic, man. Oh, man. That's worth the, worth the price of admission of watching this thing for free right there. <laughs> but you have to admit, man, Pat Morita sitting there and just taking all those strikes. I mean, that snake oh, bites yeah. him, what, like 30 times? <laughs> it does. <laughs> Because you know, for for all of you out there, he, who would care? Which I don't, I don't recommend you care. For you that haven't turned but the like, show off yet, he's he's been taking venom, you know, for years because he you know he works with snakes, so he's developed this immunity to it, and uh, you know that that's established. So when it bites him, you know, like everybody else, it bites him, they almost instantaneously become you know these convulsing 
blobs of flesh, you know. And, and but when he bites Bat Morita, you know, he just goes, Oh, is that the best you got? <laughs> and the snake, you know, of course, his eyes are moving around like, What the hell? It's Bat Morita, you know. I'm Cobra Kai over here. I can't beat you. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, and what's what's great about this scene is because he's got that immunity, he keep getting bit and keep getting bit, which means he has about, like Rick said, about thirty death scenes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> he gets bit, and they start playing the dramatic music, <laughs> bites him again, and they start playing the music over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like when uh, it's like when Jim Morrison's taking the acid trip in the Doors movie. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so like he kind of does like like Pat Morita kind of deserves this and the reason I say that is because he took the job he will not let anybody shoot this snake in the head with a shotgun <laughs> even the one I do <laughs> like like everybody's like why don't we just shoot it and he's like oh yeah go ahead and try it's right there now it's over there see now it's there and if it gets to you it kills you but like that's not really how this snake operates first of all its head is humongous yeah, you couldn't miss you I know, mean and you had one eyed you know one eyed scientist quickly over here <laughs> well and, and secondly yeah it, it stays in place and it looks at you for a long time it doesn't dart around it wasn't built to do that it just moves its eyes but like and also like when the hunters happen upon it it's playing dead (laughs) (laughs) so you know he just gave some really bad advice like they could have shot it like a hundred times But instead, he has to go over there with his snake hooks and try and like do some kind of <laughs> jujitsu against hey, it. Hey, boy, aren't you a big fella? <laughs> <laughs> and so he kind of got what he deserved, you know, because they could have just shot that that mofo. Yeah, I totally agree, man. <laughs> no, don't shoot him. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> so what did they do? They kept him in this big canister and gas him. You know, which is great because. Uh, once they get the snake into the canister, they have the big tense moment where they, they try to re- close the hatch on the other end and the rope breaks. So they push it up against a tree and then turn the gas on, which apparently just pushing it up against a tree is enough to make it airtight so the gas doesn't escape. There. <laughs> and one thing I want to point out here, too. <laughs> I know I'm being way too nitpicky on this movie, but the fact that it bites up through the roof of that thing, do you know how wide it would have to open its mouth (laughs) to be able to get those teeth to go up against the wall like that? I don't know how how wide, man. Very wide. (laughs) And and let me also say that Hoyt Axton plays his part in this movie like a man who is getting paid for his voice and is ready to get that check. Yep. He's like, well, you know, I've always valued your opinion, but we can't just shut down the festival. Right. I'm sorry your dad just died. I'm sorry your kid's in trouble. I'll get out right now. It's like all of his all of his lines are are delivered with the exact same inflection. Which, is, which actually makes the movie that much better because <laughs> you jump from A to A to B real quick with no no emotion whatsoever we can't <laughs> shut down the festival my dad's dead okay we'll shut down the festival <laughs> uh, yeah fantastic uh, anybody got anything else that we want to talk about as far as the actual movie itself huh 
<laughs> 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 well, if not, then we're just going to roll right on into Top 5 Lines, Top five lines which would like Top to be more eight, uh, six, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Top five lines for this movie. Danny, what's your, what's your first line? My first line is from uh, the, the research assistant played by Malachi. Um, when he says of the doctor in charge of the experiment to his daughter, he, you know, he's, your dad, he's talking to him because they're mad about him. He says, he's a paranoid old wimpy geek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, man. That, yeah, that's off size. About as sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you got one? Yeah, I do. Um, this one I was going to bring up earlier, but I decided to hold on to it. <laughs> um, it's the lover's spat between the deputy and the doctor. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I actually have the audio of that. Let's go ahead and play that. Here we go. There's just so many things that I, that I want to accomplish. Things that I'm never going to get to do in a small town. I mean, you have to go to the city, the big city, to... to to, to be a specialist, to, to be at the big hospital, and, and, I, and I'm tired of everybody knowing everybody else's business, and I, I know, I know, we've been through all this before. <laughs> Remember when I said they don't get bogged down in details? <laughs> well, I have to go to the city. I mean, you can't do these things out here. I got to go to the city. The big city to be a specialist. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of the, the Luke Skywalker school of acting, too, wasn't yeah. it there? That, yeah, that's much. their Oscar moment there. <laughs> well, my top line from the movie is when Pat Morita says, It's showtime! <laughs> <laughs> they lift up his glove with all the knives on <laughs> What's your next one, Daddy? All right. Uh, look, look. I got to save this one for last. Okay. Um, so I'll jump. I'll jump to. Um, actually, I only have. I only have three. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'll go with my second one, which I've already mentioned, but it's worth mentioning again. When the deputy says, "Trying to figure that out." <laughs> Classic. <laughs> All right, Mark. Okay, I've got a good one from the deputy when he's looking for one of the victim's dogs. Here. <laughs> got a nice big bone for you. No, no, it's it's perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, my next one is when the uh, fake Scott Bakula says, well, "That's a big snake." Did anybody else catch that there was a Hoyt Axton song at the end of the movie? No. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So did I completely ruin yours, Danny? (laughs) No, uh, I only had three. That was number three, so I'm I'm just done. And that's fine. It is. The best line is is Deputy Fuller, who says, Corky, I got a nice big bone for you. (laughs) Uh, I guess I I do have one more. Um, It's... uh, it's the explanation of what's going on with the snake here. Uh, it's I've got a list of snake expert explanations. Go oh, ahead yeah. and play that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Right. You broke into my house, stole my property, murdered my servants and my pets, and that is what grieves me the most. You killed my snake. 
Thorgrim is beside himself with grief. He raised that snake from the time it was born. That, that's from this movie, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, that's it for top five lines. Those were hilarious. That was better than the movie. <laughs> that's gonna bring us right into rating time. time. Oh, we're gonna do a little rating time. I'm gonna give this movie uh, three John Holmes prophylactics. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it one nice big bone for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that uh, this movie is not the best movie, but but it does let you know that the old man is down the road. (laughs) You got the heart of her! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we haven't heard from him in a long, long time, but Mr. Brian Blessed... What do you think of King Cobra? Give me the remote control. How how did I not figure that one out? (laughs) Yeah, I think he was kind of mad that we didn't give him the remote control before that one. All right, folks, we're going to be right back. Here in the great town of Fillmore, there's three things we know. Good food, good beer, and death by snakes. But just because a giant snake will kill you, doesn't mean there's no reason to stop living. That's why you should come down to Southern Ophidian Skins. When a 30-foot cobra sheds its skin, we don't waste it. We fry it up to a golden brown and serve it with seven herbs and spices. Get them in regular, spicy, and venom in the face. Come on down to SOS where you can hear mascot Seth say, Our food is drop dead delicious! Hail Ming listeners, I had an idea for a skit called the Pat Morita Anagram Society. Sadly, I could not come up with a working joke, but I would like to share the anagrams. Pat Morita. Apita Mort. Ira Tamport. Art Piamat. Matt Rompat. Rom Paytam. Tom Atorum. Rita Patmore. Ma Orpita. Mort Tapai. Pam Triata. Maria Pot. Mr. Pietamo. What about Tom Wopat? Tom Wopat? That boy just ain't right. Hey friends, it's your old pal Slim Pickens, and I want you to join me this weekend at our Oktoberfest beer brewing blowout right here in Fillmore, California. If you enjoy getting ripped, then you'll absolutely love the 672 different brews that will be available on the spot for one price of only 46 bucks. And there's fun for the whole family. So load them up in the bed of the truck and come on. There's games, food, jump castles, barely dressed hostesses. We have it all. Arts and crafts with Hoyt Axton, 
Music from the 90s band Nickel Sock. Heck, there's even a snake milking class you can take with Pat Morita. Pat Morita. Not to mention this year's Master of Ceremonies is the totally smashed and bloated Vince Neal. Come on down and share a cold one with me. I'll see you there. That's the Fillmore Brewfest 2121 King Cobra Lane. Welcome all. We're having this press conference to allay concerns about the research here at the Fillmore facility. Just run-of-the-mill aggression serum research. Are there any questions? Yes. You in the back. Thank you. Uh, Did you just say aggression serum? Indeed. Now, next question. You with the beer hat, with both straws going to your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Why Why would you want to create an aggressive serum? Why wouldn't the holy name of a dog is that accomplish? Yes, I'm glad you asked. Why, the applications are limitless, of course. Uh, now, for a final question. Um, the gentleman with his hand up in the very front. Yeah, what kind of uh, limitless possibilities are you talking about? Is this dangerous? Oh, of course not. Why, I've been on this experimental serum this whole time, and... 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 Charlie, let's make this puppy sing. You're rolling, Randy. I'm Randy Newman, and I was hired by the guys over at Hey Arnold to come on here and do some question answering for you. Helming power hour, Randy. This first question comes from Derek Borgie. Borgie Oisey? Borgie. Borgie. Borgie Oisey. Borgie Oisey. Borgios. Derek Borgios. It's <laughs> a funny name. Can't make fun of people's names, Randy. Anyway, Derek Booty Juice asks, uh, is there a snake in Woody's boot? I. I. What? What's he talking about? I don't know what he's talking about. Randy's talking about Toy Story. You know, you Toy did Story. The music for the movie. There's a character on their name Woody. I don't remember. I don't remember that at all. Not one bit. I told. um, I did. I did music for a movie called Toy Story. That sounds stupid. Anyways, Derek Beetlejuice. Uh, yes. There's a snake in Woody's boot. There you go. Stupid question. We're gonna get sued. Next question. Jeez, I hope you got 30 minutes. It's going to take that long to read this one. This is from Alec McPherson. It says, Hi, Ask Randy. We can all agree that there are more than one way to skin a cat. I am more of a quality over quantity guy. You seem like the kind of man who has skinned his fair share of cats. It's probably your best interest not to do this at all. What would your top three cat skinning methods be? And what circumstances would you pick one over the other? 
P.S. You are my all-time favorite performer. I think in cars and our friends Electric are the bee's knees. Gosh, that's a lot to read. Yeah, I guess I can share some techniques with you today. That's for, uh, for some skin and some cats. Uh, here you go, right here. First, you got the Fleming technique. Based off of Charles Fleming, he was known to skin, you know, 15 cats at the same time. He's a pretty talented guy. And the second one's a lot easier. You basically just take a black and deck of sander and just go across the top of the cat. That kind of works pretty good in that situation. <laughs> and the third one's kind of a lost technique. It comes from China. And it's basically you just stick a Roman candle in the cat's mouth. And when you light it, it goes off. It just basically flips the cat inside out. Gets rid of all the difficult stuff, you know. But overall, I'd say that I would use the Fleming technique the most. That's a good question, Al. Next question. This next one's from Damien Burkett. It says, what do I need to get a helper monkey to buy me donuts? That's simple. You need about 50 bucks and Phoebe Cates. That'll make it work every time. Phoebe Cates gets things done. This next question comes from Brian D. Nicklo. It says, who really did put the bop in the bop shubop shubop? This guy got Tourette's or something? I, what's he talking about? I believe it's just an old classic, you know, 50s song there, Randy. Well, being that I really don't understand the question, I'm going to say, uh, Ryan D. Nicklo, uh, your mom. <laughs> not, not cool, Randy. Not cool. We'll have to edit that out for sure. And this last question comes from Matthew Tangent. Says, Randy, if you could redo any soundtrack to any film in history, what film would you choose? Oh, that's easy. I even got a sample of it right here. Hanging out with Admiral Akbar. You got Chewbacca, Leia's hairdo. You got old Bad Vader and Mom Tarkin too. R2D2, 3PO, Luke Skywalker, and a Han Solo. I said, Make money with Star Wars. pretty good I'd say so myself so Disney if you're listening I'm up for hire again anyways that's it for this episode I ask Randy if you got any questions for me just shoot them to me on the Facebook page for the hell mean whatever it is show with the the guys those three guys yeah so yeah 
Adios! Wow, Randy, you, you almost got the uh, name right. You turn it off now, Charlie. I'm tired. Okay. Well, there you go, people. I hope y'all have had a blast, because, man, we have had so much fun. Even when we're talking in between this that you're not hearing, it's just great to be with my buddies again, man. This this feels right. And uh, hopefully we can kind of keep things going. We're just we're just oiling the wheels here a little bit. But I have, to, I have to say, guys, it feels fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I feel really good about this. I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but it was a great show. It's good to be back with my friends you know doing what we love and if you can't have fun with a john holmes prophylactic then you're not john holmes <laughs> oh i forgot that that might be a good commercial <laughs> <laughs> uh, what it sounds like at the other end of a, of a john holmes prophylactic hi i'm john holmes holmes holmes, holmes. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be uh, back <laughs> absolutely uh guys i got anything else you want to say mark plug your show real quick man uh, okay well um you guys might know that uh since uh hail mink's been on hiatus i accidentally ate the time chicken got blown into another universe where i became the one and only Lord of the Supervillains. And you can check it out at the Secret Lair right here on Hail Ming Power Hour uh, channel on Legion Podcast. That's right. Yeah, you can find it. He's got it on Facebook page. I encourage you to go and, and just uh, like the page and follow him there. You'll have access to all the episodes there. Also through Hail Ming, we're going to you know totally promote it. It's part of the family. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know how far this is going, but uh, you know, Danny's got an idea for a show, and I really hope he kind of... Kind of hope he pulls it pulls it through. Yeah, yeah. My my voice has been um, on outs for the last three months, so you know I can I can manage it for this kind of stuff, but it, it's not where it was. So I don't want to do a whole lot, but I have an idea for a show, and um, I'll try and put it out there as soon as I can get everything together with but it. No That's promises. The hail Ming That's promise to you. That's the hail no Ming promise. No promises. Uh, <laughs> and the thing about it, what I like about it is. There's nothing like it on on the Legion network that I know of. So uh, it'd be something completely different. How about that? So, yeah, I I love the idea. Of course, you know me. I've got two or three things out there. I've got some news coming up for, well, a couple of my shows, actually, that's coming out. But I'm not going to ruin that right now. The main thing is I'm happy to be right here because those shows are to help me fill the gap when I can't do this show. (laughs) So... (laughs) It is. It's fantastic to be back. I hope everybody out there has enjoyed it. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you like. If there's stuff you want us to cover, like other crappy movies like this one, you know, we'll give it a shot. Why not? But uh, we prefer not to, but hey. (laughs) We're here for you. Not really. We're really here for us, but we're here for you, too. I'm just digging a... You wouldn't like it if we were just here for you. (laughs) You, Trust me. All right, folks. If there's nothing else... It's time for us to say au revoir. Adieu. Adios. <laughs> Sometimes a small town is just what the doctor ordered. But what happens when that doctor wants to leave? What if that small town is fixated with beer? What if you're just a mild-mannered deputy who's trying to figure it all out? Do you cancel the beer fest? Do you leave love behind? None of the above. You call a Japanese herpetologist. Well, 
That's all I have. So until next time, take care of each other. And remember, actions speak louder than catchphrases. Yeah, yeah, yeah.